Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Fake Nerd Book Club. I'm Brandon T. McClure. It's my pick this week, so I'm introducing. But with me, as always, is my good friend, Ben Magnet. Hello there. Sparks Witty. Always, always here. Never miss. And Ryan Eliopoulos. <laughs> Whoops! Spooky, scary skeletons pop in uh, on and off. I, uh, I, as I said up top, it is my pick for the Fake Nerd Book Club. Uh, I picked... Uh, Marvel Zombies versus the Army of Darkness, written by John Lehman, with art by Fabiano uh, Neves, Fernando Blanco, and Sean Phillips. Uh, cover uh, colors by June Chung, and letters by Randy Gentile and Russ Wutan. Um, so this is a crossover between Dynamite and Marvel Comics, which sees Ash. Williams from the Army of Darkness universe, from the Evil Dead universe, uh, come to the Marvel Zombies universe. And uh, uh, I remember liking this book quite a lot when I first read it many, many years ago. Um, I've talked about this before, but I used to borrow Sparks's um, Ultimate Comics books for a while, and I would read them. Uh, and and because of that, I would also read like Quadrant Supreme and Marvel Zombies because they were kind of tangentially related uh, to the Ultimate Universe. Um, mm-hmm. And this one was really exciting because like I really like Evil Dead, I really like Marvel Zombies. Sure, why not? Um, but I'll I'm, I'll just get my thoughts right right out of the way uh, before we get into you guys. Um, reading it now, didn't like it as much. Uh, what did you guys think though? I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I thought it was totally fine. Like, I didn't hate reading it, but, like, I'll first say the positive thing. Like, I I love Marvel Zombies. Um, I really like the interpretation of they keep their personalities, whether even if they're good or bad, but they're just really hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like that aspect of it. So I like that they keep bringing back the Marvel Zombies because that is an idea I really like. It's the only time Marvel really is allowed to be gross and weird uh, outside of, like, like you know, mystical horror stuff, which, you know, they do, but not as often, you know, in, in the big books. So, like, True. having a book like this exist makes me really happy because, like, it means that, like, Marvels are willing to have Spider-Man get its brains eaten out, right? I'm very into that idea. Um, this is a weird crossover. It's just weird because the Evil Dead franchise is, like, in a fun way, like, Ash is misogynistic and, like, you know, and the type of character he is. And, like, bring it into this world, it was just... It clicked for me like 75% of the time, but there'd be sometimes he'd be hanging out with Dazzler and he'd do his shtick and I'm like, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if I like that. Uh, but that, that's just what William is, right? So like, it's, it's, I guess it's fine. Quote unquote, it's fine. That he's that way. Um, I really, I liked it. I liked it. The more I read it, like once we got to the Dr. Doom stuff and it was the, it was the army of darkness versus zombies that I think that idea is cool. I, I like that idea that it's not just, Oh, the Nebr- Necronomicon's here. Zombies are here. I like that. At least they tried to do something original with it. Mm. But besides that, it, it's, it's fine. You know, I, I, the characters are all right. Um, his Dr. Doom is a little lacking for me as someone who's read just like, you know, dick, like a decade of Dr. Doom, like straight. Uh, he's good. Um, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm like lukewarm. Like I like it. Like I'm more positive than not, but like, I didn't, I didn't love it. It was, it was a nice Halloween read. Sure. Uh, Sparks, you look like you want to say something next. Yeah. I think I have to like contextualize this just a little bit for myself, which is, um, so, uh, when this came out, you had the like a tee up for the Marvel zombie stuff that happened in Ultimate Universe, as you alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get the initial Marvel zombies 
run, the classic Marvel zombies. Um, and that was it. That's all that came out at the time before this one. Um, Marvel Zombies 2, Dead Days, all that kind of stuff that came later. Yeah. So it was really, ex I remember it being really exciting at the time that, oh, okay, this really cool thing, we're going to do this yeah. with it. And like, you didn't have like the things that, not that all the Marvel Zombie stuff that came after were bad, but like they milk it quite a bit to to the point where like, you're not really getting anything out of that stone anymore. Sure. Yeah. Um, but this was a period of time where like, it, it, I remember being really, really excited about it. And, and the further context of that is that I read this and then I went on to read, I don't know, I, I think I'm literally missing two volumes in like the last two volumes of whatever they did. Um, but I've read all the Dynamite and Darkness comics. And I think the symptom, and I enjoyed a lot of those. There's a lot of problems with some of them, but like there's 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 also a lot of enjoyment in a lot of them. Um, I think really the the problem of the book is just purely Ashen comics, um, and and yeah. just like the who he is as a character then doesn't work today because it's not Bruce and, Campbell. Well, well, I think even more than that is that um, he can't evolve. No, he's stuck being the Army of Darkness version of Ash, yeah. and he's not yeah. allowed to be anything else. Um, and I remember actually like thinking this was part of my fear about Ash versus the Evil Dead when the Star Show was going to come out because I'm like, Ash isn't allowed to grow. Yeah. And if he's not allowed to grow, there's nothing interesting to do in a television show above everything else. But obviously the show is good because the show breaks that mold and lets mm -hmm. Ash grow. Um, but everything else that ever came out after Army of Darkness is very much like Ash has to stay stagnant no matter what happens on the journey by the end uh he has to be the same guy yeah he has to go back to because it's not structured as a serialized comic it's structured as a series of events while it will pick up from where the last thing left off literally the next dynamite army of darkness thing that happened picks up from that werewolf world they really don't show because they don't have the marvel yeah. stuff any mm -hmm. more linked you just know he's in the werewolf world uh, and then he quickly gets out of there and into the next story. But that's a lot of what it is, is he's constantly just going from thing to thing to thing. We, we've talked about Freddy versus Jason versus Ash a, a million years ago, but like that's also in that line where it's just like, they think of an event, uh, a, a commonly of a crossover character or just a story, every once in a while, just a story that they're like, oh, this would be fun, but it's like a tiny little thing. And Ash always has to reset to zero. Yeah. Because they don't expect anybody to be reading it in any kind of order. And I think that's more the problem of what happens in this comic, because that's that's the rule of Dynamite Comics Ash, is Ash can't grow. And therefore, he can't develop anything beyond being a, a satirical characterization of who he is in Army of Darkness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, there's there's fun to that, but there's also drawbacks. Uh, and And like, part of that is that he approaches every situation more or less exactly the same. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the thing that they miss, and this is kind of a common, it's, it's specifically notable here and we'll talk about it, but like, I think this is true of all the Dynamite comics is because of that, Ash comes off as apathetic to the lives of other people. Yes. Uh, and I think that's the big problem. Absolutely. Is that, the movie Army of Darkness doesn't do that to Ash. It's not that he doesn't care about people. It's that it's it's the way that he pushes things aside and he just focuses on the people who are still alive. And there's a very different, like he can accept that someone's been lost and there are still other people to save. And that's a really different perspective from who's here, which is like an Ash who really doesn't care that all of these people are dying. He doesn't feel like a hero. 
Um, and but he acts like one, and, and that's part of the problem. And yeah. this is that is a consistent dynamite comics ash problem. Um, yeah. is that he just has no empathy unless it's someone who he slept with who uh that that he then develops a connection with, which is like happened twice, yeah, uh, in the comics, and then he does care about that one person. Um, but that's it. Um, now Ben, mm -hmm. still famously. Never seen any of the Evil Dead films. Oh, uh, that's right. You. You've seen two. Sorry, and Rise. And, and Rise. Rise. Uh, I was going to. I was going to mention Rise because we did review that. Um, so, what did you think about this one, Ben? Didn't like it as much, to be perfectly. Uh, mostly, the my main problem with this book stems from Ash, because as I was reading this, now I, I've never seen Army of Darkness, so I don't know what Army of Darkness Ash is like. Um. I just, I just didn't vibe with it. I didn't really click with him. Um, the there, there are moments like when he sees Dazzler and he says impressive, and he you know checks her out and goes very impressive. It's like that's gross. I'm okay. Yeah. And I, I know this. I, I don't know when this book came out, but I. But now that, it's early because Captain Marvel is still Miss Marvel. Right. Right. It's two. It's two thousand seven. Yeah. And I, I don't. I don't. I mean what I do like about the book, because there are parts about this book I do enjoy is the fact that they keep like the traditional Marvel zombies that even though they get bit when they get bit, they can still, they still retain their personalities. They're not just uh, mindless monsters. And I liked how they kept that through line. And especially with Enchantress have how she essentially, this is going towards the end of the book, but how she tricks him and how she's already a zombie. And and Ash is looking at her and like, oh, she's totally fine. She's just locked up because, you know, she's a really powerful, um, he, she's a really powerful sorceress. Turns out she was just tricking him. And it's, she's like, sweet, I'm going to get out of here soon enough. And some of the character deaths in this book were like, oh, that sucks. But at the same time, I was like, no, don't, why did you die? But also it's like, oh, shit, really? That's how they kill that person off? That's one of the. I think one of the things that, that really goes to um, what Ben is getting at and what Sparks was talking about, about Ashley, uh, Ash's um, characterization in this is when Ashley G. Williams shows up in the story and he dies by Howard the Duck and it's played out and Ash doesn't give a shit. He's just like, it just doesn't even register on his mind that another version of himself has just been killed. Um, and it's, it, I, it struck me as really weird because like it, it I get that it's played off as like shock value and then as a joke um, to be like, oh, Ash is dead. How is he, how is he going to survive the next issue? Oh, it was the Ash. It was actually it was the Ash from the Marvel Zombies universe. Um, and you're like, OK, well, that's that's kind of cute. That's funny. But like. There's no point to it. It does nothing for the narrative. It does nothing for Ash as a character. It does nothing for it seems to do something to Scarlet Witch, but then we're quickly move and we quickly move on from that um it was just a, it's such a weird moment and that kind of personifies like the book the problem that i have with this book ultimately which i think sparks put really well which is ash as a character because this isn't ash i've seen everything this isn't ash um it, it's like it's it's the it's like the heightened version it's of the, what people yeah. think he is. it's the comic it's the comic you know reduced down version that he's been i think there's maybe I think I want to say like four, maybe five events he's gone through 
um, of like consider all five issue runs uh, pr prior to this in his canon because this is very canon in the line again of his story. Mm -hmm. But but that doesn't matter because they're not serializing any growth. But the amount of things that have happened to him have happened to him. Yeah. So it, to Ben's point, like without having seen Army of Darkness, uh, the important part to know Ben is that when he gets there, and this isn't me spoiling anything about the movie because you will watch it, but um, it, it's it's that. At that point, Ash has lost so much uh, and been thrust into a situation that's just absolutely bonkers to the degree where he's he's just kind of like, holy shit, I just, I, uh, the only way I can get through this is by being funny. The only way I can get through this is by not taking it as seriously. Uh, and and I'm just going to... It's an isekai. And, 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 Darkness and, is he's, an isekai. and he's exhausted. And he's he's got this chip on his shoulder about this chosen one prophecy that he's had to carry. And he just keeps getting the raw end of the deal. Even when he wins, and this is true every single time in the comics, as it is here, even when he wins the day, he loses like every time, every single time. And so that, that really drags on him. And so in army of darkness, that's there. But again, that doesn't mean he doesn't care about the people who are around him. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, you brought up Brandon, like the, the, the Ashley G Williams dying thing. But to me, the, the thing that I think really cements like, Ash is just not this uncaring about the lives of others is when he actually abandons the Punisher. Um, mm. there, he, he's literally holding a bag of weapons. Like this is just, that's not Ash. Like Ash at this point in time still thinks these are deadites yeah. and would fight yeah. them. Yeah. Like they, they, there's no, there's no reason he would just take off and leave a, a person regardless of like who that person is to die to the deadites. Like it's, that's, that is fundamentally why Ash is, despite his attitude and his unconventionalness a hero uh yeah. and that's not who this character and in the comic is there's no point where because yes he's gone through so much right now he's in a world probably the craziest world he's ever been in where you know like half the people have superpowers oh 100 right? so like he's still like i i never felt him be frightened or like when he's dealing with dr doom or anything like i even with the, like uh the enchantress like that's like a scary moment but like i don't ever feel like he feels like he's actually like in danger or like yeah, he's, he feels he's like, treating, like anything's actually ever important like he, he's treating this whole thing as spark said that these are deadites and he's dealt with deadites before and so they're kind of ho-hum to him so and that's fine like he doesn't know what a zombie is he knows what a deadite is so he's like well these are deadites i'm going to fight deadites but there's never a moment especially when he starts to realize that they're not deadites that he's scared and yeah. it's kind of strange because even even when he had a shotgun and a chainsaw, he can't fight these things. He's wildly outgunned in this world, and he you never get the sense that he even gives a shit. In at the end of issue five, when like the when the entire world's been overrun and Latveria's left, and every single hero is on that final panel to come destroy them, Ash doesn't not scary whatsoever. He's like, all right, cool. I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? That's a thousand superheroes. And I think and I think it's like you know. Uh, it's unfortunate because like there are two times that he gives a shit that someone's in peril or dying and it's it's dazzler and scarlet witch and, yes and the implication is just because he wanted to bang them yes and like yeah. because it is put through that lens it sucks yeah uh when like again no major spoilers ben but there is a, a there is a male figure that ash cares a lot about who he fights alongside and grow like they start not really liking each other and and he cares about him and he fights to protect his life in army of darkness so like this context of like, I only care about you if I can bang you is like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. It's it's so very unfortunate it's, of the 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 dynamite interpretation of who Ash yeah. is that, it, at this point in time. It definitely feels like like we we kind of hope you haven't if, seen any of the Evil Dead or Army of Darkness movies. If movie. y'all if y'all haven't read the Xena crossover one, I refuse. Good lord, I'm okay. It's like I'm all it's constant. Wait, Bruce Campbell's in Xena. There's a great panel of of uh, Black Widow eating a, a puppy, and I thought that was really yeah. funny. Yeah, that just really full funny. on. I thought I, that was great. I, I kind of want to um I want to focus on like three things that I think are are missed opportunities about this book, um that are right there, and one of them is I actually think it's a huge misstep to not have him encounter Stephen Strange and not get more pulled into crazy magic shit and and like that that feels like an opportunity where ash can actually put put like all the sexism and that kind of stuff aside where he can connect some of the things that he's been through in a actual tangible way and because dr doom is dr doom that's not a character he's going to be able to do that with Mm -hmm. yeah um he's not going to be able to like speak evenly about magic with him yeah Whereas with Strange, that could have that could yeah. have been a banter scene. Yeah, there could mm-hmm. have been something there, uh, and I think that that's a huge missed opportunity actually to have led up to the idea and then backed entirely away from it. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say one of the things that licensed comics really struggle with, in my opinion, is the, getting the character's voice correctly. Um, I, I I always talk about how like you know if you get the character voice right. You're great. We talk about the Indiana Jones comics. Like, I, I don't think, I, I don't think for the most part, those got uh, Harrison Ford's voice right in the page. But I think John Lehman is writing, not to belabor the point, this is kind of my final point I want to say about the characterization of Ash, I think. But like, I think John Lehman is writing what the Cliff Notes version of Ash is. Yeah. Like I read yeah. this character on Wikipedia and this is how I think he should, he it's should who people think Ash is not who he actually is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's people who, who don't watch the movies or just, and, and don't think about them more on a, on, on, on a surface, less than a surface level interpretation. It's all the bits you quote. It's yeah. all the, like, like those Give me some sugar. Don't get me wrong. These things about Ash's character are in the text. This is part of who Ash is, yeah. but it's not all of who Ash is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing is like here it's it's just he's significantly reduced as like and is like a character with like pathos and depth. He's just like I'm. I just love women, right? Yeah. Also, that, was, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, please. Oh, I was just gonna say it's just kind of a bummer that like I I've been wanting to pick this book for for years. Let me tell you, like this has been on my my like Halloween like pick for a long time to be like this is the one I'm picking for for next Halloween. Oh, next Halloween, next Halloween. And I kept thinking that like. Um, this is a good one, right? This is a good this is a good one to read because it's Marvel Zombies, it's Ash, we all love Evil Dead. Well, three of us love Evil Dead. Um, and like I think to myself, like, I'm so bummed I ended up picking this now because like this is not how I wanted Ben. Ben's only like this is not how I wanted Ben to experience Evil Dead. I actually think it's great. I think he's gonna go into it with even lower expectations. And it'll be amazing. And it, and he'll be like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, so I, when I finally sit down and watch Army of Darkness with you guys, I'll probably be like, oh man, that movie is great. That movie is great. Yeah. Um going back to like that concept of missed opportunities, I think the Ashley G. Williams you brought up, I think is a really great idea. I thought Notably, they were gonna do so much more. Yes, I did too. Not- I remember reading it and being kind of bummed once they present the idea that I'm like, oh, I already get that this is the guy that died, and that's how we did the like cliffhanger. But um, notably, no other Army of Darkness comic event has had Ash meet another Ash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
And I feel like that was such an incredibly missed opportunity. This Ash who grew up in a world of heroes, he could have had a lot more of that gumption that we're talking about. Uh, seeing superheroes, and even if like you want to take the angle that they do of like him not liking the way that they run things or that kind of thing, it is from that mentality of like, I can be a hero, I can do it better. And like, we could have had a lot more out of that. I would have liked him around for a whole issue. I seriously uh, thought... For Ash to have to kind of rub up yeah. against this idea of like heroicism from the perspective of Ash in a world full of superheroes. Yeah. Which is not something that this Ash is bringing because he didn't live there. The second yeah. that, that the second Ash showed up, I was like, oh man, we're going to get two Ashes. He's going to teach this Ash to be like a hero and be a better person. Like, are they going to get like a stupid costume at the end because they're superheroes now? No, nothing interesting like yeah. that. They just do a fake out. And it took me, y'all, it took me, I had to reread that one of the sections because I thought our Ash got killed and it was the new Ash. But I was like, wait, but he has his robot hand. I thought it was the other guy. And it was it was kind of confusing for me for no really good reason. I should have just paid attention more. But uh, I, I the, the cheap out, the, the fake out was like, oh man, Missed opportunity, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Like I thought, we would get so much more with that guy. Um, gonna, yeah, go ahead. I want to. I want to say a missed opportunity as well about this uh, that I had because Ryan brought this up really well when they wrote this on this note, which is at the end of this book, it becomes Army of Darkness versus Marvel Zombies. The Necronomicon reanimates the dead. Um, this is we we have the same other one. This was the other big missed opportunity I was going to talk about. It's less than a page. Yeah. I know it's awful. It's so it's so like and it's so it's such a cool moment. This one in particular, I remember bothering me when I read it all those years ago, um, because I remember being like, oh, holy shit. Is Ash yeah. going to wield the Necronomicon to mess up some superhero zombies? Because that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a pretty cool idea of like how twisted it's like. Yeah, well, in this world, we got to be we got to be simpatico allies. Here we go. I love he starts talking to the book and he's like, and like, yo, they're going to eat you, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to eat you. And I'm like, OK, all right. you have your your pages are made from human flesh. You're written in human blood. There's no they're more humans. Eat you, bud. You're the they're going to eat you. And he's like, oh, oh uh. <laughs> wait, you're not serious. They wouldn't eat a book. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's, I was like, I was, again, ready for like, oh man, we're gonna have a whole issue of zombies versus zombies? Hell yeah. And especially because, especially like, we know, we know that there are, although I guess, like, most of them were digested, but, like, that yeah. there were other heroes who didn't turn into zombies and could have been this part of this Deadite army or however I'm sorry, did I miss, I apologize, did I miss, did shield, the shield healthcare, did that get taken down too? With with all the it, heroes that were left they, alive? They, it's not well, even mentioned. Well, you see Doctor Strange in the last panel, so it's implied. Okay. That like that happened, but it didn't matter. To but they don't the show it. They're telling when they set right. up. This is where all the heroes are. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's silly. And, like I would have like again. I would have like that. Maybe Ash is up there with them with Nick Fury and Doctor Strange. Uh, that would have been cool. But like the 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 thing is the thing that's Sorry. so interesting about the evil about the evil yeah. dead is that the deadites are different than zombies. Yes. yes. So I so like seeing that these hero zombies go up against deadites would be really interesting to see. But all we see is the initial like, oh, the dead are rising up. Oh, well, they killed them. This is why I was going to say, like, contextually, I'm like, even if some heroes like Xavier, who gets name dropped, like had been digested, like deadite rules don't apply the same. Like, yeah, he, he could just be reconstituted. Uh, it should have been a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's very it's very basic the way that they and like it and, and, and disappointing and. and, and it's not like the heroes would lose. Like you have, you have the Hulk zombie against a bunch of dead. It's like the Hulk would win, but have, show it, show the show the full cool fight. Yeah, like I want to see, don't, I want to see some of the messed up dead. Don't stuff. moon knight me. Don't moon knight me and cut the action off right before it gets good. Don't right. be doing that. Yeah. I I want to see the deadites pull their deadite tricks through the bodies of some of Marvel's heroes against other zombie Marvel heroes and the Marvel zombie heroes be 
thrown by it. And to be honest with you, I think that part of the problem with this is that this this book wants to be in continuity, not just with the Dynamite, uh, but with Army of Darkness Marvel. comics, but also with the Marvel Zombies title itself. Yeah. So it's playing by the, which again, I, I think this goes back to the Helicarrier thing. I think they have to mention that, but not show it because that's in Marvel Zombies one. Mm, and, yeah. uh, and they can't put Ash there because obviously he's not in that book. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the problem is that they want to live in the continuity of both things, which means we can only go so big because we're living in the pockets between that's Marvel so, Zombies one. That's so weird. Yes, which it is. I, I, at the time, at the time, I really liked it. I thought it was a really cool thing because I'm like, damn, this Army of Darkness thing actually happened around the events and we were reading Marvel Zombies. I thought that was really exciting. Yeah. In hindsight, I see how limiting that is. Yeah. Um, because they were so restricted by what happened in that story. That's why Spider-Man bails in the second issue. Yes, exactly. Issue. Like he bails because that's that's what happens is that yeah. that's when he goes and he by the time he gets there, he's turned and he eats them. Um, yeah. And that's what we know happens in Marvel Zombies. And so because it has to live in that same framework, I think that's a big mistake. Um, yeah, I, I think the I think the opening is funny how he falls into this universe uh and falls into the trash can um i and we also get in a, a flashback to how he got there which is that sentry in some in some heaven that he was in uh sentry punched him into this universe which was uh, kind of fun the sentry zombie imagery is really good like for the yes. moment that it's there it's it's some scary shit <laughs> he's in heaven eating dudes and the angels just like ah yeah <laughs> that's all right yeah uh, and um, then because, when, he gets, when he gets back there and and they're like, what did he look like? And he's like, well, he looked like that guy in the century's got other Marvel heroes that yeah. he's messed up. It's like, oh, God, they're so screwed. <laughs> but it still doesn't give us an explanation of where the century came from, but it kind of gives us a, a, a baseline for where he was where he was just before he showed up in the Marvel Zombies universe, because he is yeah. in Marvel Zombies one. It is it is explicitly stated that he's from a different universe. Right. Um because the original intention was that he was supposed to be Superman before DC Maybe was he like, got a, no. he got killed off screen and then he got sent to heaven by accident. Yeah. Maybe. It, yeah. I think that is a, another one of the things that really hurts this book is like wanting to live in the continuity of both. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, mm -hmm. And, and like realizing like, as we were reading it, that we knew the fates of everybody because we'd read Marvel zombies. Um, and so like, we knew like it, it, the events can't be changed. It's not possible um, because Marvel zombies exist and this wants to live in that same purpose and universe uh, exactly the same way, which is contextually that this is how all those people <laughs> died. The ones that we get here, this is how they died in the Marvel zombies universe. This is canon to that universe. Um, this is when the puncher, he got got mm -hmm. because of this, uh, how Scarlet Witch got got Dr. Doom and Latveria falling. All that happens here, <laughs> which I gotta is tell you. neat, but like, uh, yeah. What you could have done. Yeah. What you could have done. I gotta tell you, I I don't love Bucky doing the give me some sugar, baby. Oh god. I did yeah. not care for that. Bucky wouldn't say that. <laughs> I take uh, I take some solace in some of it because I'm like, I know even contextually from like Marvel Zombies that like these weren't are they're very close, but they're not our true true heroes. Like they they're there are already things in Marvel Zombies that are like mm, I don't know. Right. That doesn't seem very Captain America, like Spider-Man abandons Ash on a roof. Like I get that he's worried, but like it's a it's a little bizarre. Yeah. He would usually take him. Um, the Avengers in general rebuffing Ash. Like, you guys haven't seen weirder shit. I don't understand mm -hmm. why. Like, I get Ash is but he's not even being his full asshole yet. 
at that point. And they shut him down and laugh at him. And I'm well, like, he did oh, no, shoot guys. their intercom. He did shoot the intercom. That's, That's very true. rude. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I don't know. It, <laughs> it's, <laughs> It's I mean, just, it's just also, if like one per, if one human shows up to your front door, do all the Avengers come outside every time? Yes. With, with a shotgun. With a shotgun. It's like, bro, one of you can handle this guy. It's Jarvis. I mean, I the think it's a shotgun thing that they're like, well, that's a little different. Sure. <laughs> I, I did you like... Know, person does that as a punisher. Yeah. Ben, ben has something to say, but I really, really quickly just want to say that I, I do really, I do, I do like the bit where it's like, yeah, Captain America, cor, cor, sorry, it's cor, Corporal America? Colonel America? Colonel. Colonel. Colonel America, uh, Colonel America called all the um, called the reserve members in. So you see them all rushing to the to yeah. the mansion and then running smart. back out of zombies. I love that's oh, that smart. Really, uh, ben, you wanted to say something though? Yeah. No, I was just gonna say about the, the whole shotgun bit. When one human shows up and uh, all the events show up, definitely got their attention. Um, mm -hmm. But one of my criticisms about the book, especially hearing you guys talk about how they're trying to keep it in the continuity line with more with the Marvel Zombies comic, the actual book itself. I feel like it could have been a detriment or it turned out to be a detriment to this book. And I was just totally fine with this being a, like a one-off one shot where it's like, Hey, Marvel's like, you all know, Marvel Zombies. Here's a new Marvel Zombies um, story or a story involving the Marvel Zombies, but also Ash and Evil Dead. The thing and, about I and I think that when we were talking about how, how there was like a lot of mispotential and how like they were trying to do too many things at once and they just didn't keep a, a storyline to, to me like uh you know when a book is is inherently good when as you're reading it you can think of better plot lines for it it's like oh how come they didn't do this how come they didn't do x y and z that that's where you know a book isn't i guess i don't want to call this book bad but that's when you know it's like not the best it could be yeah sure. um, no, i wouldn't say it's bad i think it's worse fine uh but it just it doesn't reach the heights that i feel like it should yeah, yeah. and the, the problem for me is like if you're going to like this is it's like it's like a it's like the time travel thing like you bring someone from the past not that it's a time travel you know you bring someone from the past it changes the world the fact that ash comes to here and the exact same events play out exactly the same is boring that's boring you could mm -hmm. do a new timeline where like, oh, things are different. And they can even maybe like talk about that. Maybe Dr. Strange is in this book and he's like, yo, this feels weird. This yeah. shouldn't be going the way it should the, be. Something's wrong here. It's because of you, Ash. This, yeah, yeah. This was this was the context of like, at the time they they wanted the, the Marvel zombies like was blossoming. They wanted it to be a universe, mm -hmm. functionally a universe. And because Army of Darkness was so early in that period uh, rather than later. Yeah. Um, whereas I think if like the five or however many Marvel zombie sequels there were, if a lot of them had come out and then they did this, they might have gone back to the beginning and changed it. Yeah. Um, but because it's coming out just after that first one, they're like, no, 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 we got to, you know, we're crafting a universe. He's ending up specifically in this universe. Yeah. Not a different version of the Marvel zombies universe, the Marvel zombies universe. Yeah. You just didn't see him in that last book. That's all. Right. He, just, yeah. he was what? What's so interesting about what you guys are saying is, uh, you know, these kind of crossovers. Marvel used to cross over with a lot of different companies, uh, pretty pretty frequently in the early two thousands, late nineties, um, and they don't really anymore. Um, and I feel like you look at like what DC does because DC will cross over with Boom Studios, with IDW, blah blah blah, and every single time they do. It's not the same universe. Like the upcoming Godzilla versus Kong versus Justice League is not the main DC universe. It's a it's a it's an adjacent one where Godzilla and Kong because 
that's going to change the universe. Like, yeah. right. that's going to that's gonna happen. That's going to change the universe. So you don't want to be beholden by the rules of what that universe is. Whatever crossover they got coming up, they don't want to they don't want to mess up. So Justice League versus Power Rangers, Justice League for, uh, Batman TM, TMNT, like all these titles are adjacent to. And so it's really it's a misstep, in my opinion. I think we're all in agreement of it that to not just make this Marvel Zombies versus the Army of Darkness and then have a story, have an adjacent Marvel Zombies universe be affected by Ash Williams being in this universe. When I hear when I hear Army of Dark Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness, I expected way more Army of Darkness. Yeah. This is just Ash is in the Marvel Zombie universe. Because again, like the zombies that we get are are the deaths that we get are like a like a panel. Um and I think again, then, even and then, like I know you haven't seen all the Evil Dead movies, but like you've seen that, like they're not just humanoid; they turn into monsters. You've seen Evil Dead Rise; there's a giant monster at the end of that movie. The first mm-hmm. Evil Dead has a giant, like the Snake Man. Like they, they could turn into other things. They're not just like lame, lame zombies. Uh, and they're yeah. stronger than zombies because they can get decapitated and torn apart, and they're still alive. So like, it just felt like, wow, we can't make them that powerful though. Well, they're, and they're and, like, crazy. They're they're, yeah, and they're all like connected to the to the like the force of the Necronomicon and like the Deadite force yeah and essence and so like there's so much more that could have been thrown at these superheroes yeah uh and again i do think it's just you can't they're trapped by the continuity yeah. they can't it's all and and i think it was this fear that like because it was the first thing they were putting out post the initial marvel of zombies thing that if they changed it they could never go back mm-hmm. uh to like continuing because people the, would be like oh where's that yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah or or like they would expect new rather than like con- continuous and they wanted continuous they wanted a brand something i did really like about the book which because there is something um is the uh is the necronomicon itself when ash (laughs) finds the necronomicon in doom's library um and he has a kind of a a rapport with the necronomicon there's about two or three scenes with them um i really like that stuff i think that stuff is well written it's a lot of fun it's really interesting i like the the kind of like the Necronomicon being like, oh, it's you. What the hell are you doing here? And and Ash being like, okay, now fix this. And he's like, I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This wasn't me. I think that's uh, that's my that's my favorite thing uh, about this book. Honestly, is is the idea that the Necronomicon wanted to put Ash somewhere where he where he couldn't he couldn't win because it actually had nothing to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that that was the the goal is that like you'll you'll lose here because you can't this isn't even the thing. It's not about me. Yeah. This is this is a totally different thing. I can't even stop it if I wanted to. It's an undead force. I don't do undead. That ain't me. Call the other <laughs> guy. Um yeah, I really I think that's that's the most genius thing in this book is yeah. is mm-hmm. ash learning so convinced that he's facing the same thing he's faced over and over again yeah and then learning that he's wrong and they along the way having like and tragically like tragically given other characters hope that he can, that they, it can be changed yeah. um if they just get this book and like the reality is no yeah mm-hmm. um I, I just wish it baked on that more but yeah. like it's a really good it's a really good turn and a really good place to put Ash in. Also, I love Ash in a Doom suit. Yeah, I was going to bring funny. that up. Yeah, very good. <laughs> I, I love Doctor Doom. I think he's written like 50% really well here. The thing about Doctor Doom is like, he doesn't talk casual. He's not someone who just talks like we do. And sometimes during this, I felt like he was just talking like a dude. And I'm like, that does not sound like Doctor Doom. And sometimes he's very big and Shakespearean. And like, there is that in this too. But also you feel like sometimes he's just like talking like a dude. And I'm like, ah. That's that's fine. It's okay. Uh, I did love Doom. I did love uh, Ash Doom. That's great. 
um, uh, uh, Doombot stuff. Uh, I just like Liberia, you know, uh, Dr. Doom still being the person who's like, oh yeah, I'm rescuing all these people by putting them in my dungeons. And I'm well, like, yeah, Dr. Doom. I there was selective about who I chose. Yeah, all the, the, uh, the perfectly breedable people. But, like, I also, but I also really like, and this is like, again, contextually to Marvel Zombies continuity, I really like that Dr. Doom goes out saving the last people that he possibly can. And yeah. He's like, randomly sending them to universes and he's like, this is, this is all I can do for them and then I'm destroying the machine and it's done. He is a hero. Yeah, I did. I did like that too. I, I, I like that. Uh, when they're like, I thought when I thought when they found out the ca the castle was impenetrable, they they would leave. And it's like, the, what about the countryside? But then they it's like, sir, they've eaten everything. We're left. This we're is left. all that's we're left. Yeah. Uh, I really like that. And I, again, like I, I do like that he that he helps the people leave this universe. He so he does save them in the end. Um, which, which is a nice touch, and then he even saves Ash, and Ash is like, "All right, let's go." And the Necronomicon's like, "Yeah, let's go." And it's like Ash's like, "No, <laughs> just <cost laughs> the yeah, no, I'm not. Sorry, bro. I and, the, and the Necronomicon gets to a fate worse than being eaten by its own zomb by the zombies, not its own zombies. It's like it's gonna be used as toilet paper. Oh, but, toilet yeah. paper. That's right. Yeah. Fate, yeah. fate worse than death. Those, what I'm about to give you is one of those times where I'm like, "That's authentic, Ash." Even even though it's not Ash talking, it's Doom talking about Ash. Uh, where he says, Miss Maximoff, kindly inform your associate that I am the absolute monarch and lord of Latveria, and if he addresses me again as Yo3PO, Hey Tin Man, or Domo Arigato Mr. Roboto, I will remove his head from his body. <laughs> Which is <laughs> yeah. very much exactly how Ash would hey, talk to Dr. Doom. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and that kind of shit, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I think Doom also looks great. Yeah, throughout this comic, I think he's just, just drawn really well. They clearly put a lot of passion into Doom, uh, and I think he looks really good most of the time. I agree. Um, I love him. Like just some really incredible shots of him. That yeah. just I think that I think the way they put him in the art really really stands out. Uh, it's a it's a small gripe, but I'm gonna mention it. Um, I really like the shtick where Mystique tricks Quicksilver mm -hmm. uh, yes. as a zombie and yes. thinking he's saving Wanda. 100%. I also like that Enchantress does the same thing to Ash, yeah. but I kind of wish both didn't happen in the book. Yeah, kind of sure. wish we picked one. Um, um, and I think the Ash one's probably more relevant and works better. Yeah, the Immoral one works real well. I, one thing I will also say, uh, I'll say a nice thing about the book is I like how they explain how the contagion spread because they're like, on the helicarrier is like, okay, we, it's only in New York City. We can contain it. They're talking about acceptable losses. I'm thinking they're they're probably gonna like bomb the city or something. And then once Quicksilver got gets bitten, it's all over. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing, Ben. Like there is something in like the the like the narrative boxes are saying that like there was a moment where this was containable, and then Quicksilver got hit, and it was all over. There was no <laughs> way that this could yeah. ever be contained once he was. Then, hit. then yeah, then it was over. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. really good. Um, there's a very excellent one-page joke yeah! about about the blob oh, running oh, in the background yeah. oh. uh, from zombies. Oh no! Rumble, rumble! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, uh, good. very very funny. Um, really, really, really good. Uh, I I like that even for a moment. Ash and the Punisher seem like they're gonna connect. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I do like that Punisher scene 
uh, where he's like, where he goes to to confront Kingpin or whatever. And he's like, oh, oh hey, yeah. Frank, we're on the same I'm side not. now. The world's the world's ended. And he's like, bro, you think I'm I care? It. This is this is one of my favorite like well written lines yes. in the in the book is uh, Fisk saying we're in this together now, us versus them, human versus zombie. He says, Punisher says, I don't think so, Fisk. As far as I'm concerned, you were never human. And no. blast the shit. This reminds out of him. me so much at the end of Secret Wars when the world's about to end and the Punisher's final mission is I'm gonna go kill everybody who's bad still, even though I'm about to die. And the final page of his book is him killing all the criminals, and then the world ends. And I'm like, yeah, Punisher, you got a motive. Yeah. God, Punisher's cool. Um, another another very good, very evil dead, very ash bit is when he's in uh the library uh of the the sanctum santorum and he grabs another talking book <laughs> and he says i need to know where it is pronto and you're going to tell me and the book is like get back flashback and he says <laughs> wrong answer and immediately talks just him into the fire. and goes looking for another book only for that another one to pop out and be like whoa 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 okay it's fine yeah I like that too. I thought that was very, very evil then. Yeah. It was very, that was very Army of Darkness. And again, and again, kind of something I wish Doctor Strange was there for to watch him do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just for Doctor Strange to be like, that was actually an incredibly important book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was the, uh, who was the, the guy who was eating Wong, the sorcerer that was in the Sanctum Sanctorum? Doctor oh, Druid. Um, Druid. Doctor Druid. Um, I, I do I do kind of like the bit where he's just like, oh, you can stop, you can save this, and and Ash is like, yeah, just tell me where the library is. It's over there, and he blows his face off. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, um, and I and I think that's fine because Ash Ash doesn't have apathy for anyone who's turned into a deadite. Yeah. He's yeah. learned not to care because he's been tricked too many times. Yeah, and that's fine. Ash does not need to show empathy for people who have been turned into the the dead. Granted, like here, there's zombies, and he still thinks they're deadites, but whatever. That's that's a totally fine level of apathy. Yeah. Um, it. I'm kind of surprised that the ladies didn't react to that whatsoever uh, when he did it, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's the it's the apathy for the people who are living that's like problematic I, crash. I really wanted to like the team up of Dazzler and Scarlet Witch and Ash because I think it's kind of a fun dynamic. Dazzler and Scarlet Witch, two characters I quite like, and seeing them seeing them work together, being the only two survivors. Uh, trying to prevent this but it sucks because it feels like the only reason why they're in the book is because they're the two most likely to to be to to have ash be attracted to them and like that's the only reason why it's them there's really no other reason than that uh there's nothing about their powers that make that sets them apart in this in this book there's nothing about what they do in the story that makes it important that's them it's just that they're meant to be eye candy like the characterization for these two characters, like there is none. Like this is not for me. It does not sound like Dazzler or Scarlet Witch. No. Um, yeah. Also, Scarlet Witch is like one of the most powerful people on, in the universe. She can do something about this. She can do a little more than just being Ash's friend. She can rewrite reality itself. Well, this is this is another one of my issues, which is just that none of the living heroes really seem to use their power sets at all. No, no. Scarlet yeah. Witch should be rewriting these dude. She could take out that whole army. Like we've seen, we see like like if you're just going off even the movies, like the little she does, she can like tear shit up. She can she can take Thanos down. She can throw people in the air. Like she can do shit. Yeah. Does she even use her powers in this book? I don't I think, remember. I think literally like two times, but it's like very small. It's just like a boom. Uh Dazzler can she manipulate kills, light and sound and energy. Doesn't do she that. She kills uh she kills Howard the Duck by turning him into glass. That's true. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my god. She could do that to the entire army like it's no big right. deal. Come on. <laughs> 
what are we doing? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing is like it it doesn't take into consideration the characters that it wants to utilize that are next to Ash. Like, what can they do though? Like, what would they do? What would their powers allow them to do? Why would that be at? Like, you can structure a scene that requires like Dazzler's going to be a person who stands out and give her her moment, but it's not about that because like in in very dynamite comics fashion, it's about Ash, um, and like it can only be about Ash at the end of the day. And uh, when when Dazzler gets bit, when Dazzler's fingers get bit, that was the only that was the time where I was just like, really, really. <laughs> It's also bizarre because, again, going back to that whole, like, this is Marvel zombie, bo- Zombies continuity, too, and that they keep it in that continuity, too, is, oh, yeah, is that... Show. Oh, I, I did want to get that, but I will in a moment. Yeah. Uh, is that they, they make everybody in Marvel Zombies world look like chumps. Yeah. Like, yeah. now the continuity is like, well, I don't know, everyone seemed kind of either bad at what they do or or not a good person, really, to begin with. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, is it a problem that the Marvel Zombies thing happened? Which is not the angle that Marvel Zombies has prior to that. Yeah. Kirkman wrote the first Marvel Zombies, and it's a really good book. Honestly, I still think it's a good book. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's solid. I One of the things that really was really interesting about that book is how these heroes have been changed and what does, what does it do to their psyche and how, like, they, some of them use their power, some of them don't. You know, there's a lot of stuff, and it continues on. The Marvel Zombies books that I've read, which are not all of them, mind you. I've read, I think I've read two. Maybe I've never read three, but whatever. Um, so I so they they use their powers and they use their their abilities and they use their knowledge they they use the characterizations that we're that we know them for. So it's really strange to read this book have none of the Marvel zombies have none of the zombies use any of their abilities have any of their personalities atta- uh, connected and even have the survivors with the exception of Doctor Doom. So Scarlet Witch and Dazzler they use their powers but never in anything any meaningful way. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter that it's them that are in right. this story. It matters that it's Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom yeah. needs to be in the story, but it never matters that it's Scarlet Witch and Dazzler. Other than those are the two characters that Ash would find hot. The, the two uh, specifically putting together Doctor Doom and Scarlet Witch, and we've read like we've read the Young Avengers yeah. stuff, and like we're like they have a they have decades long history together, and like there's one line of oh you know Wanda you're always welcome in my house, and that's all we get from them. They could be working together to try to figure this out. Like there's so much more that this book can do, but it's tied to the first book. It can't do anything. There's honestly a much better take that could have happened here, and not to like pontificate rewrite the book and everything but but um very early on ash has an encounter with the wrecking crew yeah mm-hmm. if ash's only allies through this story were the wrecking crew that'd be dope who are much more down on his level yeah and they happen to get through so many things because ash is also just kind of surrounded by good luck yeah despite like all the shit that'll happen to him he'll almost always make it out and so, like, sometimes that benefits the people around him because, like, it's that chosen one status thing. And, like, whatever. That's how it is. That's how it's written. We've got Domino's luck power. Um, damn. Uh, that would be, be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. But, but, if it's, but if it's the Wrecking Crew, they're, they're lower tier characters. Yeah. You really don't know what happens to them in the context of larger Marvel zombies. So, like, it wouldn't matter where you put them or how you use them. Yeah. And they're more on Ash's level. So it's all like people he can interact with. Now they won't do that because those are all guys. Um, yeah. And they need a girl. They need a girl to be with Ash. And I'm like, I don't know. We could have found a girl who could have fit into that crew and like made something actually work about this. Yeah. The, the Thunderball thing. Like I Domino. like the- Domino. Sure. I'm yeah. really upset that we didn't see Domino. Yeah, Domino's the coolest. Uh, the Thunderball stuff I really like, and I thought we were going to get more of it. Like he would be a returning character, but no. 
No. Because no. especially like Ash, when he enters the world, he's like, that guy's a good guy. That's and a like, devil. Like, that's a devil that's man. The devil man fighting him. <laughs> yeah. I bet I know which one's the good guy. A construction here. worker. Should he's be, about labor. Should be pretty obvious. And if like that was his mentality, and he's like grouped up with these guys, and, like they're criminals, but they're all just trying to live now, uh, and they're all like kind of screw-ups yeah and so is ash and so like there's there's a relatability of how they survive this can you imagine like ash and the wrecking crew and one other female character of some kind ending up in latveria with two <laughs> and like what I, are we gonna you know, do all these and, like, all they have yeah is now the necronomicon because that's like, at least a more fun that's at least a more fun story with the, mm -hmm. the enchanted at like uh, adamantium uh crowbar and he's like i'm in latveria fighting zombies with with dr doom what's going on you're gonna do some <laughs> you're gonna do some wild shit where like one of them turns out to be worthy and gets Mjolnir. Yeah. Uh, and now we're writing just a way better book. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But like, you need, and then you, you need, like, sorry, just real quick. If you're not going to like utilize those heroes that you're putting around them, if you're not going to make it matter that they're there, then like bring in people who are more on Ash's level, who are, are able to kind of go through it the exact same way that he would. They're like minorly more familiar, but they're like, they're still nowhere near the big leagues. And yeah. so like, they're all just overwhelmed in the midst of this. I'm just uh, like in this hypothetical new book that we've written. Um, the then you have at the end of this book be be Ash wielding the Necronomicon with an army of deadites behind him fighting the Marvel right. zombies. That's right. something. But again, we're, again, this book kind of because it's so beholden to both the Dynamite and the Marvel Zombies continuity, it just ends up being really nothing. Uh, it doesn't impact the Marvel Zombies universe really. I'm sure it does impact the the Dynamite universe, but there's nothing here that impacts the marvel zombies universe whatsoever literally literally as all dynamite army of darkness comics only in the matter of getting him from point a to point b like again he'll pick up where yeah. he left off and he'll go to the next world and that's it like there's no there's no context of growth that at a certain point they got deep enough into like 10 events of those kinds of things of five issue things where they were like okay but i mean like it, it hasn't like changed you as a person but we can at least acknowledge the amount of things you fought Mm -hmm. Sure. So, like, at one point, he does mention the superheroes, like, again, down the road, not by name or anything, just superheroes. Yeah. Um, because he did that. And so it's like, yeah, that's there. But, like, what does it mean? Nothing. Yeah. Um, I did want to, uh, as Ryan saw, I did want to point out, um, it's a really good page. Very, very Army of Darkness humor. Um, where Next Wave shows up to save them from the children Elsa that are attacking. Elsa and uh, and it it has the little text on it where it says you just witnessed a purely superfluous cameo featuring next wave five pirate superheroes who get ruthlessly dispatched off panel mere moments yeah. mere moments from now in the most humiliating and degrading ways imaginable and like that's it that's all you get and then you yeah. leave them behind and I'm like that's I love that that's so dark and twisted <laughs> that's funny yeah it's good um all right well I don't have much else to add to this uh whatever this was um. <laughs> Oh, why don't we, unless anyone has anything more to say, why don't we move on? Um, I think just a general sense, like, it's a lot of very small fun things. Yeah. That amount to something that's like sci-fi B-movie, like schlocky. Okay, would I, which I wouldn't put Army of Darkness the movie in, but yeah. like, it's it's just kind of like, yeah, it's there, it's fine, it's fun. Like, you, you, get, you get your recognizable, like, aha, yeah, all right, cool, mm -hmm. little bits, and and then that's the end of it. Yeah. 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 Well, oh, I did like how sinisterly real quick. I did one last thing. Uh Beast is sinister as shit. Oh uh, yeah. Uh in his his one moment against Doom. I thought that was real good. Oh yeah, and he's like, I didn't have Xavier, but I got another brain. I got another big brain. And it's Reed. And he's like, no. <laughs> uh 
and one more. Um, this is this is also again, this is good writing, is uh when they're in the werewolf world at the end and Wolverine's like, good news, fellas, and they're like, no duh, Wolverine. Where Wolverine? <laughs> yeah, where Wolverine. You think you're the only one here with heightened animal senses? We can all smell fresh meat and we all know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Now, was that a virus that turned them all into into werewolves, or were they already werewolves that are being turned into zombies? It uh, it's so bizarre that they're like we we can't. That's a good question, Brandon. Um, uh, I think they're just all werewolves. Yeah, they're werewolves werewolves. that just like to eat people. Yeah. Okay. Contextually, that happens sometimes with werewolves. Sure. Uh, it's really funny to me that Marvel's like. No, 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 we can't we can't make another zombie parallel world. Like we have to stay true to the continuity of the one we've made. But we'll make a werewolf world that we'll never see again. We'll make a werewolf world. That's fine. Oh, um, um, where did I oh I was looking stuff up about this book? Um, werewolf Spider-Man from the end of this book is in into the Spider-Verse or whatever the newest movie was. He's one of the characters in the back. Yes, he is. Oh, that's cool. Oh, werewolf Spider-Man's yeah. in it. They got it. Um All right, well, Sparks. Yes. It's your turn next week. Next time, I believe. All you, all you got is me thinking about if Robert Kirkman had written this, and I'm just so sad now. Um, Probably a better book. He was writing a better zombie book at this point. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. At this point, uh, I I have a pretty good idea that I is it I, spooky. I will let you know if I'm gonna change it, but I don't think I am. Is it spooky. Uh, it's I mean it's Halloween themed. Well, that's what um, I want. So it's it's ha- ha- sorry Halloween, uh, by Moss Lawton. Um, it's a single graphic novel right um not not going to be too tough of a read for you is guys is it based Halloween. on the band no Dang. um all right well that'll do it guys that's that's a uh, fake no book club for army marvel zombies versus army of ducks next time will be ha- halloween as spark said sparks is pick. um guys thank you for watching thank you for listening uh, like this video subscribe to this channel subscribe to only podcast pod subscribe to any podcatcher of choice rate and review us uh you can of course check out fake no was was that uh, oh, the, yeah, the power, power pack, pack. The evil power pack it's like oh my god the yeah. children and like the children are in danger no the children are the danger like <laughs> yeah. yeah check out fickner podcasts uh, for all the updates on all the shows as the strikes are ongoing uh and ptp are a bunch of greedy assholes as we all know this um so check out the uh check out our website for all the uh the updates on what you can find and what you can't find uh, of course, you can also check out on that same website, our Public and our Patreon. If you'd like to support us financially, uh, that is also linked below as well as our website, which is linked below. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all on social medias, which is a Fickner podcast. Uh, I'm at BT McLaurin, Instagram and Twitter. I also write for AtomicGeekdom.com. That's where you can find my stuff there. Ben, where can people find you? Well, you can find me scouring a library for books that don't bite at BenMagna27 on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. And you can also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, GoNintendo.com. And at the time of this recording, our newest episode of Dean Dark, where I play Mary Frankenstein, is now up. We're continuing the season, and uh, stuff's going bad. Yeah. Uh, Sparks? Uh, you can find me... Uh, uh... Just dream up a better version of this crossover. That's Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan? Um, you can find me not dying by dawn. Dead by dawn. Isn't that what they say? Dead by dawn? Dead, Dead by, by dawn. dawn. Dead okay. by dawn! I'm just making sure. Add DJ Tony Snark. I love Evil Dead. Uh, I will say, because Brandon and I both remember really enjoying this when we read it, maybe they just know their audience. Teen boys. Yeah, I'll say teen boys. Maybe they just knew yeah. their audience. Yeah. And they didn't have yeah. to try harder than that. To their credit, like, Loved it when I read it when it came out. I, was, so, I don't know what to tell you. I probably was the audience for it. 
I'm older. I'm older. I'm wiser. I would be in high school. I have again. a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, that'll do it. So uh, like this video, subscribe to this channel. Until next time we see us, guys. Stay fake nerds.